Welcome to the Grass-Fed Podcast with husband and wife team Nabil Boomrar and Caitlin Weeks. Caitlin is a certified nutrition consultant and the creator of grassfedgirl.com. Nabil is a classically trained chef who works in a five-star hotel in downtown San Francisco. They are the best-selling authors of Mediterranean Paleo Cooking. Together, Nabil and Caitlin answer your questions about healthy cooking and wellness while helping you learn to enjoy a relaxed paleo primal lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Caitlin and Nabil. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the second Grassfed podcast. We're so excited you're here today. And today we're going to talk about eggs, all about eggs. We're so excited because we love eggs and a lot of people have questions about how to cook them and how to shop for them and how to buy them, how to pick out all the confusing labels. So we want to just sort all that out for you and give you some good cooking tips to get started. And we're going to talk about all the different ways that you can cook them. Hopefully not go too long, but, um, so stay tuned all about eggs that is true the the eggs is has so many different ways of cooking it if we keep counting it's gonna be over 20 different style of cooking it so we're gonna go through maybe i'll name some of the the weird ones like a tea egg but i'm not gonna say anything how to make it i don't think any anyone wants to eat tea eggs in the morning but we'll talk about the scramble, the boil, and all the basics. Okay. My name's Caitlin, and I'm a holistic nutrition consultant. And my husband is grass-fed chef. He's a professional chef, so he's going to talk all about the cooking. So when, you, when you're first shopping for eggs, it can be really confusing because you see all these labels, and you don't know which ones to buy, but... Some things you want to look for are organic. That's a good label. It can still have some some issues with overcrowding and uh, they can still have some environmental issues, but it's a good starting point if you don't have access to a local farmer or local farmer's market. And I always say that that's kind of a baseline to look for organic because then they're not going to be using pesticides on your chicken feed and they're also going to not be using GMO feed which is really important because you don't want to be eating the mystery seeds and all that stuff that come with GMOs because they were pretty new introduced in the 1990s and we're kind of like the guinea pigs. So I would avoid the GMOs by choosing organic eggs. Another thing you want to look for is no antibiotics because that's a regulated label. And when you're getting organic, you're going to be getting no antibiotics as well. So that's good. Actually, hormones are not not allowed in chickens in America. So... Uh, you you don't have to worry about that. It's not it, it says no hormones. I mean that's great, but they're not really allowed anyway. So another thing to look for is certified humane. That's a a body that 
checks out the farms to see if they are raised in the right way. So that's a good label. You want to ask the farmer if the chickens are eating chicken kitchen scraps. So if a farmer, usually if they grow other vegetables, they'll be feeding their chickens a lot of, you know, throwaway uh, vegetables and things like that. So that's a really good thing for chickens to eat. You also want to ask them if they're rotated to different land, which is a really good way for the chickens to not have a lot of impact on the land and for it to be sustainable. And, you know, chickens that are raised outside on grass and eating access to bugs and worms, uh, having access to bugs and worms are going to be really high in antioxidants, much higher than, than factory farm chickens. They're also going to be higher in B vitamins and they also have a lot more essential fatty acids, which are very healthy for brain health and supportive of your uh, good blood sugar function over the day. And there's been a lot of studies about how eggs can help with sugar cravings and keep people who uh, might want to eat all kinds of other stuff throughout the day fuller, longer, and help them avoid bad choices throughout the day. So, uh, and remember, like I said, chickens are not vegetarian, so they need to be eating the bugs and worms. And that's really important because that gives them the right balance of omega-6 to omega-3 and not, that makes them less inflammatory for us to eat. So things you want to avoid are, uh, chickens who are fed. I mean, this is a, a very, it's a little harder to find, but if you can find it, soy-free chickens, because when humans eat a lot of estrogens, which is what happens when they eat a lot of soy, especially exogenous estrogens, it can cause a lot of problems with our health. And, you know, a lot of estrogens are related to cancer. So I would avoid uh, as much soy as you can in your diet. And sometimes the isoflavones in soy can be uh, accumulated in our own tissues, and that can be dangerous. So omega-3s is not something you, you see sometimes with the flax seeds, so they're been supplemented with flax seeds. It's not something I really pay extra for. It's much better to get your omega-3s from salmon or sardines or something like that um, and not really worry about paying extra for omega-3 eggs. It's, I would much rather pay for the pastured eggs and organic eggs than the omega-3 enriched. And, um, you know, just remember, it, it can seem really expensive sometimes to buy pastured eggs, but when you look at maybe you're spending $5 or on a latte, but a dozen eggs, maybe five, six, seven dollars and more in the Bay Area. But if you are wanting to get, you know, really turn your health around and you got to change some of your priorities and it's really worth it in the long run when you see those yellow, beautiful yolks and when you taste it, it's so good. And, you know, when I compare even an organic chicken to a pasture chicken, you're going to see that difference and 
especially with some good sea salt cooked in some Kerrygold butter or some ghee. It's going to be so worth it. And especially when you look at dividing it over in meals, you know, maybe you eat two or three eggs at a, at a meal. And if you divide that by 12, <laughs> then it's really, or six or whatever, it's, you know, it breaks down the cost into a manageable amount. That's why I love, love eggs. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty cheap, even if you're buying... They're not cheap, they're affordable. They're affordable. That's what the way I Especially like to think about it. Yeah, when you're when you're getting... What you're getting is, is so worth it from a nutritional standpoint. So, and when you're, when you're... You may be thinking, well, how do I find these eggs around me? A good website is the eatwild.com you can put in your zip code and we'll tell you where there is affordable and you know good farmers markets near you and and local farmers so you can sometimes you know go there and if they get to know you sometimes they'll give you something extra and you know you can become friends with them and you know you could even learn probably how to make your own backyard chickens and actually actually when you know your farmer so you can you can ask them and most of the time they have like limited supply they don't have a lot of eggs in hand they might have about 10 to 15 dozens so basically you know they have two or three times uh, farmers market so they come and they sell the 15 in one day and I mean, in my years, I was learning about breakfast and stuff. Eggs should not be older than a week. If it's one week old, the egg, any any technique, any skills you have, the egg won't be as tasty as fresh egg. Fresh egg is a key to make really good breakfast. And when you get to the farmer, I mean, they're, like I said all the time, build some kind of relationship between you and your farmer, you and your seafood person or the butcher or anybody. And make sure that when you go and get the eggs, and most of the time it is, don't get eggs older than a week. About two or three days is okay, and it will be fresh and it's easier to prepare. And I love breakfast, and I'm a huge fan of eggs. I can eat eggs, breakfast, lunch, dinner, anytime. It's not because it's the best meal of the day. It's because I love it. I'm crazy about it. And in the morning, you know, what we learn, it's uh, you need to eat low carb, and carb becomes sugar inside your body. Eggs, basically, uh, almost no carb in it. So the beginning of the day, which is sets up whatever you're going to eat for lunch or dinner, it's already perfect. I mean, there's no carb in it. And it's really fast and easy to prepare. It doesn't take long. And it's affordable. Everyone can go and get a dozen of eggs. Even if in a big area, it's expensive and you buy it for five bucks a dozen. Five bucks a dozen, maybe three days and you're, you're, you're pretty good if you're eating like five, five eggs a day like I do. <laughs> and there is several techniques how to cook the eggs. And the most popular one is the scramble. And some people like get the 
frying pan and crack the egg straight into the pan and scramble them. And he says, oh, it doesn't taste as good as the restaurant. Yes, because scrambled eggs is all about air. If you put a lot of air in it, it becomes so fluffy and tasty. So I always tell people before you crack, I mean, even it's, it's simple, yes, but crack the egg first in a bowl, take a fork or a whisk, and start beating the egg. Like, I mean, the way I like to beat it, and I think is the best way, it's when you're whisking it, you basically like building a wheel. If it comes like a wheel, it builds a lot of air and separate between the protein or whatever the thing is inside. This opens up. Then when you cook it for the scrambled eggs, there's two techniques. Both of them are good, but my favorite is the slow. The slow one. It's less heat and longer longer time. But Low and slow? Low and slow. So the fast one is just, you know, you put it on a medium-high and you drop the eggs. A lot of people I notice when they drop the egg in the pan, they right away, as soon as they drop it, they put the spoon inside and start stirring. Just relax. It's not going anywhere. Just drop the egg, step away from it, let it sit a little bit. Because that's why, I mean, when you start stirring, you're cooling down the pan, you're cooling down the egg, so it takes a little longer, so it might be like a little tough, not soft enough. Just drop it, stay away from it, let it set a little bit in the bottom, then st- start stirring. And do not use spoon or fork. The two, two, two best things is a spatula or wooden spoon. First, you don't want to mess up the, the pan, and, sec- and second, third, have like specifically the wood, wooden one. It doesn't have any chemicals in it, whatever. It's just spoon, nature to nature. One thing that you taught me was to melt the, the butter or the coconut oil or the ghee and let it really melt. Because I think one of the mistakes I was always making was I wasn't letting the fat melt. And then it was sticking everywhere. It cools down the pan. It's all about the heat in the pan itself. You, you don't want the egg to be like there for a longer time. The longer it goes, the the curdle like stick and it may, it might it dries. So what you do is using the pan, especially the the, the nonstick the nonstick pan, the one we have. We we got a really special non non toxic nonstick pan that was really expensive. But, you, you know, nonstick pans are pretty dangerous. So I would try to get, you know, maybe a cast iron that you've really seasoned well. Um, but you can even use a stainless steel pan. But the, the secret is to put the butter in, get it all melted, roll it around, and then don't cook it too high, right? Yeah, because the smoking point when it comes to butter is high. So it's better you don't want to cook. I mean, some people like it in brown butter, but don't burn your butter. And do not cook eggs in olive oil. I mean, you can use olive oil, but at the end, when you're done cooking the egg, you add olive oil on top. So it gives it more flavor. Olive oil is not something people should cook with. It's just, you know, extra fat if you're into fat and that such of things. 
And I like the nonstick one because you don't need to wash it. It's just easy cleanup. Just you, you can even leave it that way. You don't have to do anything because the egg, it won't stick to the pan because it's warm enough. The second one, what I got so many questions about it. It's like, how long should I cook the, should I boil the egg so it gets soft? What I did in the kitchen over and over and over again, it changes all the time. I do it at home today. It takes me about, for uh, a soft eggs, it takes me about seven minutes. And tomorrow will take me six minutes. I have no idea why I'm changing those things. But, you know, it depends with with what you want. But you with don't want oven, it to... It changes by the oven, right? But, but depending on which oven you're using. Or the area you're doing it. If you're using a, a, a gas stove, it cooks faster than using an electric stove. And what, what when, when, you, when you cook the... The boiled eggs. It's so simple. It's not something magic. You just drop the egg in... Uh, I like to use stainless steel pan. I have no idea why, but I love it. I think it's the best one to use. I just put it... Drop cold water on it. And make sure that the eggs is always fresh. And you put it on the stove on high or medium high. So bring it to a boil. As soon as it starts boiling... You take it off the heat and you cover it. If you want a soft one, I got it. I got it right here at my house. It's seven minutes. Seven minutes. I got them perfect, and I take I take them out. It's always pretty soft and really nice, runny. Not runny, but runny eggs. And for a hard one, when you have a party or I want to do the deviled eggs and stuff. 12 minutes. Don't cook them more than leave them covered for 12 minutes. Then you got it. The the other one, which is... What is it? How do you get them to not have that green thing after? Don't overcook it. When, it's, you, when you overcook the egg, the protein inside dries out and you leave it outside and it becomes green. But make sure that when, when you get to the 7 or the 12 minutes... Take the water out and dump cold water on it so it stops cooking. Oh, okay. All right. The one, I just tell people like poached eggs. Poached eggs is not something you, you're going to do it perfectly the first time. It is funny that people like bring it to a boil, then crack it. Then all the egg white goes around, then the yellow overcooks, or they don't even bring it to a simmer. The water is not hot enough, it's cold. When you, when you drop the egg inside, it takes longer than it starts, you know, weird shape because the yellow didn't set the right way. Or the other person was cooking about 10 egg yolk, 10 eggs in the little, uh, saucepan. It's too small. It's too small and it's too too many eggs. If you've dropped too many eggs inside, the temperature of the water drops really down and it's simmering water. So if, if it goes below simmering, I mean, you're not cooking anymore. And it's hard after to fish the egg out. 
So what I think about poached eggs is you put it on stainless steel pan because stainless steel pan doesn't allow the egg to stick to the bottom of the pan. If you're using a different one and you're making a like, small window mistake, it will stick to the bottom. Then it's hard to deal with it after. So stainless steel, you put water inside and vinegar. The reason why we put one tablespoon of vinegar inside is to get the white to go around the egg yolk, like shrinks it a little bit and keeps it in shape. You get like when you got it from the restaurant, it comes around and you say like, it's not the way I'm going to make it at home because we add vinegar to the water. Then you bring it to a boil. When it comes to a boil, you turn it down. You do that, you don't want to just simmer because simmering, it takes too long. So bring it to a boil. It goes really fast. Then you drop the temperature. When you drop the temperature... To like medium? It's simmer. So medium low. Hmm. So you bring it to a simmer. Do not drop the egg directly to the pan. Drop it first into a saucer or a ramekin. So you make sure that the, there's no uh, the egg skin, the, the, the shell. Oh, then yeah. you drop it first. And when you drop it, do not drop it from all the way up. Go down to the water. Let the ramekin touch a little bit of the water. Then you slide it inside. And that way, the egg, egg white will stay with the egg yolk and it covers it pretty well. And then uh, how, many t- how many minutes do you cook it for? I cook my poached eggs in the simmering water for three <laughs> minutes. I do not go more than three minutes and it comes to perfection. And it's, if you don't want it too runny, maybe you're cooking it for your kids and stuff. Just give it another 30 seconds to a minute for the egg yolk to come solid-ish, like a a medium uh, sunny side. Yeah, it's an over-easy or something like this. Then now it takes us to a different... Different. I mean, there's a lot of different ways. But when you take it out, I want to make sure, because what you taught me was to take it out with a slotted spoon and then kind of tap it over a towel. Yeah, for taking off the because extra water. Otherwise, if you stick it right on your plate, it'll be just water everywhere. Is that the right way? Yes, it is. You take the spoon, the slotted spoon, you go inside. You go gently, you take it out. Then you drop the little bit of water, put the towel next to the surface you're working, then tap it twice. Tap it twice so the water will go. You don't want, you put the towel so you don't want to make a mess around. And the same time, it's gentle on the egg itself. So you double and you put it on the plate mm-hmm. or you put it on, you know, gluten-free muffin or anything like English muffin or something you want. Put it on tomatoes or spinach. Uh, spinach, yeah, that's my favorite. The mm. saute spinach one. Do they cook a little bit more after you take them out? Like steak, like we were talking about last week? I mean, for the, the egg, as soon as you take them out, it keeps cooking, but it doesn't cook like 
a long time because it's not a piece of meat that doesn't have a lot of marbling and keeps together. So it cools down pretty fast compared to a red meat or a chicken or something like that. And people always ask me, like, how can I do sunny side up at home? How can I do the over easy? I cannot flip the egg. You don't have to flip the egg. The sunny side up, you don't flip it. You just have to make sure that you don't want the pan to be too hot because you're frying the bottom without cooking the top. So when you make sunny side up, what I like about sunny side up, it's so easy and simple. I put the pan on uh, on the stove, get it hot, drop the butter or any fat you want, let it melt, crack the egg. As soon as you crack the egg, cover, turn the uh, turn it off. Mm. You will get a perfect sunny side up, like uh, the one you got on a burger. Oh, pretty. Those like uh, they show them on on like commercials and stuff the egg with nothing around that's what you do like you bring the pan pretty to medium high so it's hot enough you do you melt the fat you crack the egg you turn the off you cover it and you turn the oven off because if you're going mean, to flip it is a more of a risk of it all getting messed up but if you flip it it's different it's not sunny side up anymore it's over medium over easy over that's when you flip it is the over itself oh, okay there's, you know, you don't you don't need to flip it. You just have to cover it. If you cover it, it will cook. The, the over easy, the over, med- the over medium or over hard, it's all about how the egg yolk is cooked. If it's over, if it's liquidy, it's over easy. It's a little set, it's over medium. If it's cooked all the way through, it's over hard. And you just, you know, if you don't have a... I mean, you can cover it with a plate. You can cover it with another pan. That's what we do at the restaurant. We use two pans, one in the bottom and one on the top. And just get At the restaurant, of course, and we flip it too. It's, <laughs> you got to be professional to do that. But we're not expecting people to do that at home. And there's like a lot of, a lot of them. There's omelets. There's two kinds of omelets. There's uh, the French omelet and... The the American omelet. The American omelet is when you saute the vegetables or the meat or whatever you're cooking, then you pour the liquid egg with it. So you're making like a frittata, but it's moon half moon shape. You flip it. That's the American. That's American way. But the French way, if you you're cooking the 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 vegetables separately, and you cook. The egg itself separately. You're making like a pancake. Then you put it. You put the vegetables in the middle and you cover. More like a taco. It looks like a taco. Yeah, that's a French way of it's doing. Not all it. incorporated. It's separate. Okay. <laughs> it's separated, and so most of it you have like cheese, and the cheese sticks to the egg and sticks to the vegetables. Then, and by the way, eggs. In Europe, it's not breakfast. It's a lunch thing. Omelette is on the lunch menu, never on the breakfast. If you're eating omelette in France or Spain or Italy, definitely people will look at you, oh, you're a foreigner from America. (laughs) So whenever I make an omelette, I feel like it's just really dry and I can't ever get it to be like yours. So what am I doing wrong? 
There's the, f the first thing if you, you don't, I mean, if you don't whisk the egg, you really. Can't whisk you, it in the pan? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lazy way. That's a lazy way. I mean, you can, you can do that, but it's all about the texture. The texture changes. If like, uh, I mean, even the texture between like hard scramble and soft scramble, it's when it comes to a hard one, it's curdle. It's curdle. the curdle is long. You, you can feel it, but it's when it comes to uh, the soft one, the one I like. They're short, and like you, sometimes you eat eggs. You, you, I mean, you, you see like they're long. It's big. It's like an omelet thing when you cook it faster. Um. I mean, when when you beat it, put it some air in it. It will. Be more fluffy. Well, yeah, more fluffy. Do you like to add milk or cream or something to your omelets? Mine, I don't add anything. But a lot of people, they add cream to it. I mean, like milk or cream. So, it mean, gives it a lot of stability and uh, it doesn't dry out on them. So, you could do a coconut milk or something like that, too. Yeah, actually, when you bake the egg, it's one another technique that it's it's pretty easy and it's simple it's straightforward technique is you need just ramekin butter and egg oven into maybe 375 degrees mm, you're making and, me hungry and it's and it cooks and it cooks between like 12 to 14 minutes 15 minutes and it's it's really it's really easy what you do is you take the ramekin of course, before you start doing that, you turn the oven to 375 degrees, so the oven is hot. Mm. Uh, you maybe put some water on the stove, so bring it to a boil or hot, or it doesn't have to be boiling, but it's, as the temperature is high, it's better, it cooks faster. So what you do is, you take ramekins, you put butter, so it, the egg doesn't stick. Some people like to put vegetables underneath. I love to put mushroom and spinach under. Mm. But you can just put the butter in the ramekin. You crack the egg. You put salt and pepper on it, freshly crushed. Do not use pepper that it's not that it's or, that it's already cracked about ten years ago. Then it doesn't taste like anything. Fresh cracked is always the best. Then you put them in uh, a dish. Like a big, big. You make a Ben Marie. Yeah, you make. That's why we're warming up water ahead of time. Then you put them in the middle. So each ramekin is sitting in like an inch of water. It's a baking dish. Yeah, and you and you and you put it in the oven for twelve to maximum fifteen, but twelve to fourteen is the window most people give to for the ram for for the eggs to set and it's still soft in the middle and that kept, keeps it from drying out right the water yeah i mean if you does if you don't put the water will the crust around the ramekin will will build up and the middle doesn't cook and it's it's a little messy and there's so many other techniques and you can you know you can make deviled eggs i mean deviled eggs is one of my favorite if you miss if you mix it, but a lot of people talk about frittata, they talk about quiche, they talk about so many. Frittata, it's, it's the same as baked egg. It's not different. It's just, what do you do? Just mix the egg, like you whisk the egg by itself. We're going to put some air in it so it becomes fluffy and, and soft. 
and you mix it with vegetables or meat or any kind and you put it in a ramekin. You can put it in small ramekins. It's cute when it comes at the end. But you, you can use a bigger baking dish and just make sure you put butter around it so it doesn't stick. You drop it inside and you put it in in the oven. Same temperature, 375, and it cooks so you would, pretty if, fast. With a frittata, you just put, you grease the dish, you put some cooked vegetables, and maybe some spinach. I know you like goat cheese and <laughs> mushrooms. And then you would pour the eggs over. And yeah. then just bake and stir, it. And stir some. So you want bit. you want the eggs to be all around. It's like one dish. You're making basically a quiche with no crust. Mm, cr- crust is so out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we covered most of the way we cook. I, we cook them. Fried eggs is the best one. Fried eggs is easy, straightforward. Pan, put the fat, make sure that's hot. Crack it, and when it's when the white is all set, you take it out. It's mm, pretty easy, simple, fast. It doesn't take more than a minute. Can I just ask you? I mean, what is some of the spices that you love to use with eggs that go best? Spices or herbs with with eggs? I don't use spices. A lot of spices with eggs. I, I don't. I just like to add at the end my way of. Doing the spice, I mean, the only spice I think is paprika, but I put it at the end when I finish cooking. I just put some on the top with a little bit of olive oil, and it turns out really, really good. But what I like is herbs. Any herb you have, it gives the egg extra flavor. Mm. So you can, as, as a chef, when we say herbs, is anything we have in the kitchen. We can mix rosemary, thyme, sage. Don't use a lot of sage. It's bitter when you put too, too much of it. But Parsley. And parsley, cilantro, cilantro, chives. All those. Green all those. Yeah, you, you can add anything you want to yeah. an egg. That's why it's great about it. It's simple. You can cook it in any, any way you want. And you can add everything to it. It's not plain something but it's a flavorful and it accepts more flavor mm. well really quick you mentioned the tea eggs now what is that that's something weird i don't want to talk about <laughs> i think they have that a lot in san francisco is it something like in, in chinatown or something uh i don't want to talk about it <laughs> it's something weird you can go ahead and google it okay well, one thing he taught me about really quick about deviled eggs was, you know, using uh, really good mayonnaise makes a big difference. So we'll talk about how to make mayonnaise another show because you really want to make your own because you don't want to be using canola oil or soybean oil mayonnaise, which is what you find in the stores. And then the key to deviled eggs is also paprika. So just do the deviled eggs the way boil them the way we talked about earlier and make sure and use your own mayonnaise and paprika and you can't go wrong right you never go wrong with deviled eggs i call them deviled for a reason mm-hmm. i mean what what we do is just take the yolk mix them put some herb in it and what, I, what we like when we do those big weddings or receptions we always at the end on the top we just cook bacon separately and crack it put it on the top 
or we put black caviar. Mm, that sounds good. So we Salty. drop the caviar on the top of it, and and it works. It works pretty well. Chives is the best herb to go with with the deviled eggs. All right. Well, I am starving now. I hope you you guys have some food close by because I'm going to eat. So uh, just don't be afraid to eat your yolks. Eat the full egg. Try to get some pastured eggs that are organic and roaming all over the grass and eating bugs and worms. And, you know, cook them low and slow and you'll be good to go. <laughs> And when you get eggs, when you try to buy them, do not look at the expiration date because you do not want to look at that. You want to look at how fresh it is. And the best part is to go to the farmer's market and get the best egg that the farmer himself or herself will tell you when they put it in the carton for you to buy. Yeah, it was most likely the day before few days before so and they usually sell them all out everywhere every time i go to the farmer's market they say oh we were we just ran out of eggs last time i went to buy five he told me i have only two today yeah you have to get there early and in the winter they have less than they do in the summer so be and sometimes you can call ahead and reserve so make sure and do that once you get to know your farmer or you can email them and reserve your eggs because you don't want to be the last ones there and and fresh out of luck. So we thank you so much for joining us this time. And we're going to continue our basic series next time with another topic about food and paleo cooking. Make sure to go to MediterraneanPaleoCooking.com and get our book. Or subscribe so you never miss an article or recipe at GrassFedList.com. And if you have a second, leave us a review because we're a new show on iTunes and it will really help other people to find our show. We appreciate you listening. See you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to us. And if you have any questions or anything, go to grassfedgirl.com. Send me questions and definitely I'll find the time to answer your questions. And I'm thinking about it in the long run. I will do just one or two podcasts answering questions and try my best to give you the easiest one to get so you can cook it at home the way it's supposed to go. See you next time. Thanks again. Bye-bye.